You're not gonna be passed out in gutter. One glass of wine and orange juice every now and then is <laughs> not, oh, not gonna ruin back you. Back to this. Back to making fun of me for my exquisite tastes. <laughs> around that says there's only one month left in the decade what have you accomplished and so i would like to open this episode with a segment i have called please clap (laughs) and it is a list of my greatest accomplishments from the last decade and i'm sorry this is going to make a lot of people feel insecure but I think it's important that we share the things that we've accomplished. I so, mean, you're just, you're just cultivating authenticity. I am. I am. So the f- one thing that I've accomplished is I pronounced Taekwondo correctly. <laughs> <laughs> I got called out by Scott asking about my pronunciation, Taekwondo. And at the time, I legitimately did not know if I had said it right, but I have since looked it up, and I was correct. It's Taekwondo, not Taekwondo. So that is something that I accomplished. Please clap. Um, I did not get any speeding tickets in the last decade. I think that that is an accomplishment. Have you gotten any? Uh, no, I drive really slow. So does Danny. He's such a safe driver. I think it's worn off on me. I think, is it a dad thing or I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, I'm like, can you please just a little bit, a little bit faster? Anyways, Ken- Kendra, I, is that you? <laughs> I Kendra? have not gotten any speeding tickets. Okay. It's, def- it's definitely a dad thing because I find myself saying dad things like, you know, in a high-speed collision, five <laughs> miles per hour could mean the difference between life and death. It's true. It's true. Okay, this one's, this one's going to really get to some people. I played 476 games on Words with Friends with a high score of 547. 5,223 unique words made. I didn't even know I knew that many words, but I do. And yeah, I, I started playing Words with Friends in 2010. So yeah, shout out to me. They keep those stats for me so I can feel good about myself. So is this still a thing, Words with Friends? <laughs> it is for me. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I play every day, so I don't know if the people I'm playing with are real or not, but it doesn't matter. I think I downloaded it one time, and then I got mad that I couldn't play it by myself. No, you have to play it with a friend. It's literally called Words with Friends. That was literally the moment I <laughs> I took it off my phone when I realized I had to engage with another person. Speaking of engaging with other people, I stopped going on Facebook within this decade. So that is a major accomplishment because, um, yeah... I don't have enough self-control not to comment horrible things on people's horrible things. So, (laughs) please clap. (laughs) This is a big one. 
I tweeted about 19,000 times in the last decade. Now, that's amazing in and of itself. I also still have not said the F word on public Twitter. You're welcome. To I'm going to verify this. To I'm on mom. Twitter right now. I haven't. <laughs> you can verify. <laughs> Did you verify that or are you just going off memory? I know that I haven't because I've almost done it like 170,000 times. But uh, my mom follows me on Twitter and she has a hard time with that word. So, okay. for her I, sake, I can verify. You have not used the F word. I also <laughs> did it with the U replaced with a with a star, and there was nothing there. <laughs> oh, no. If I'm going to say it, I'm going to say it. Come on. Okay. <clears throat> Checks would, out. Would you Fact like of just – I have tweeted some amazing things through the last decade. Agree. Including in 2013, I tweeted, I feel so awful for thinking it. But I hope whoever ruined Julie Andrews' vocal cords is, is living a miserable life. <laughs> this is amazing. In 2011, my Facebook profile lists my only activity as going to church. <laughs> I have no idea how that got there. This is, this is some amazing content. I don't know why I only had 30 followers. Let's not forget the 2016 classic. It's not a football game without some titties or something. <laughs> As that gets further and further removed from its original context, it only gets better. I know. Wow. Okay. Um, I. This is a joint marital, marital accomplishment. I managed to get pregnant with an IUD. <laughs> So shout out to me and Danny for uh, being the, I don't know, one in a thousand. I think that that's, that's saying something. Okay. First of all, I'm homeschooled, <laughs> so I don't know what that, what those letters mean. Yes, you do know what an IUD is. That's why we went to war in Iraq, right? <laughs> Second of all, you forgot one of your other legendary tweets from April 10th, 2015. I just looked this up. <laughs> You replied to something I said with the phrase, butt sin. Hashtag butt sin. <laughs> yes, butt sin. But that, I think that's, that is the day we became friends, actually. <laughs> um, speaking of becoming friends, my last major accomplishment, I got invited to be a partner on the greatest Christian podcast of all time, also the most humble, endorsed by seven of the 12 apostles and several <laughs> prominent Methodists. So, I don't know. I feel like I've really done well. <laughs> I've saved my applause to the end. Now I shall clap. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I enjoyed making that very stupid list. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so yeah. Thanks to everyone on Twitter for telling us everything you've done in the last decade and making me feel inferior. I appreciate it. <laughs> Do do you really feel inferior now that you're a, now that you're a a, uh, in, a podcast influencer? I mean, we'll see. We'll see how this goes in the next ten years. <laughs> We're still pretty pretty early into this. <laughs> okay, so our only housekeeping item today is to shout out to Kendra for. Removing your children from your home so you could <laughs> podcast 
from home. And shout out to you for driving across town and back. And shout out to me for waiting patiently for you for an hour. <laughs> it's clear that Satan is moving against us in this podcast. It is. We've, I think that's how you know that it's an established ministry when you start having spiritual warfare. I mean, that's, spiritual what, I, warfare. that's what I was taught growing up. Not <laughs> to get our Frank Peretti on. <laughs> Actually, we do have we do have a little more housekeeping. Okay. Uh, we need to go ahead and announce. We talked about this last time. Yes. Uh, and the time before our, that. We're going to talk about it until it's here. Oh, we're going to keep talking about it. Yes, <laughs> you're correct. The It's a Wonderful Life live tweet. I don't know. Like, should we call this? we got to make a hashtag. Like it's a FSBT. virtual viewing party. Oh, goodness. Look at you. I know. I forgot about all the authenticity you have been cultivating. <laughs> Perhaps you should address this. Anyway, uh, November 30th, Saturday, we're going to live tweet It's a Wonderful Life, followed immediately by we're going to a podcast. We're going to do a podcast right afterwards, and then I'm going to drink like two energy drinks that day (laughs) and stay up all night editing it so we can shoot it out to the masses. Oh, wow. Immediately. Shout out to Kendra in advance for dealing with you over those two days. Yes. And the next week, we're looking at December 4th, we will begin the Christian Tweet of the Year proceedings. We have, uh, we're already making arrangements to do that show. We have asked Richard Clark to come on, uh, and we're just trying to make him as nervous as we possibly can by telling him about all the boner jokes we're going to make. There's so many. So... Yes, November 30th, It's a Wonderful Life, FSBT, Movie Night, and then week after that, we're doing Tweet of the Year. <laughs> I had told Danny about this, and the other day, he's like, I'm not going to watch that with you. You know that, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I wasn't expecting you to watch it with me. Thanks. <laughs> so, I'll be watching so- it by myself. Yeah, but we'll put. I mean, we'll put the hashtag out there. Uh, okay. We'll keep tweeting the hashtag out, so uh, you can either tag us or just use the hashtag. Yeah. And we'll be we'll be on the FSBT account, and we'll we'll retweet uh, things that you things. guys are saying. Oh yeah, we're gonna be as what annoying do you th- as possible. You think possible. Uh, FSBT movie night is that is that a good hashtag or is it a virtual viewing party? Oh, I think that I don't care about the hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you, I think, I think you got to do FSBT something. Can we call it Haas of Film? <laughs> Haas of Cinema? Cinema Haas? Something like that? Stop it. Stop. Okay. <laughs> I will stop for now. Yes. Okay. Are we ready for another amazing round of Real or Fake? <laughs> I'm ready because I got to do the digging this time. <laughs> And, oh, this is so fun. Would you like to guess whose tweets we're pulling from today? I would like to guess. Um, you told me it was not Ann Voskamp, correct? It's not, no. Is it Stephen Furtick? It is. Yes. <laughs> Look at me. Okay. You already get a bonus point before you even start. Okay, here we go. Real or fake? Bring forth what God has put inside of you. Obey even when you don't understand. Merry Christmas. Oh, the Merry Christmas part threw me. I was going to say real. 
I'm still going to say real. Is it real? That's real. Yes. Stephen Furtick used the birth of Jesus (laughs) and Mary having a baby to make this weird tweet bring forth what God has put inside of you. There's a there's a verse reference in it, too. I left that out. Yeah, that's real. Okay, I'm impressed. Here we go. Preparation without prayer leads to promises without power. Oh, gosh. That makes my head hurt just hearing that. <laughs> I think... I think... I, don't, I feel like that's fake. But I'm just going to go first instinct. It's fake. Yeah, I mean... Yes! <laughs> Oh, you're doing great. The alliteration. The, the alliteration threw me there. I know, right? That was, just, that was impressive. <laughs> I can't believe I came up with that. Okay. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, you know, we're, we're, we're doing these to each other. We're, we're, <laughs> we're scholars of Christian Twitter. We are. <laughs> it's, it's hard to fool each other on these. Okay. If you never expect the unexpected, you might never experience the very thing God desires for you. Oh, gosh. Um, uh, I'm going to say real. That's fake. Oh, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, huh? I'm yeah, going to tweet that later and hopefully get 5,000 retweets. <laughs> Read it again for me. I want to hear it again. If you never expect the unexpected, you might never experience the very thing God desires for you. He totally said that. No, he did not. (laughs) Somewhere, him or Osteen said that. I guarantee it. Anyway, I'm not contesting the point. Okay. Hey, remember that time I said I couldn't get into soccer? I take it all back. My apologies to the universe. Mm. <laughs> I'm going to say real. Yeah, that's real. <laughs> a real banger from 2010. Thanks, Steven. Oh, gosh. <laughs> what was... Uh, never mind. I, I don't want to talk about that one. I'm guessing that maybe the World Cup was going on or something and... I don't know. He was cultivating authenticity with the millennials. Probably. Who love soccer. (laughs) Is there anything you're simply enduring that God has actually called you to fully enjoy? (sighs) That, golly, (laughs) that one... That one felt like a Haas. That, that, that had some Haas on it. I'm going to say that one's fake. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> oh, you suck. You set me up for that one. I was sure that one was you. Coincidentally, this was tweeted right around the time he was doing a marriage series. So I think this tweet has some subtext to it. Mm. <laughs> some, I can't believe you got me on that some one. Some marriage bed subtext. <laughs> okay. Getting a lot of flack for those children's Sunday school coloring pages with my face on them. <laughs> I don't fake. Yeah, that's fake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was 
trying to figure out what that if there was any connection to reality on that one. No, they did. They had coloring pages with him on them. Oh no, I don't. I don't remember this. Oh my gosh! Every once in a while, I'll miss something like that. Was that recent? Oh, it was. I mean, I have no concept of time anymore um, no, because. <laughs> okay, here we go. Oh my gosh! Just click it already. Um, I don't. I'm a, I'll share it with you later. I'm too. I'm too into this real or fake to figure out how to get you this image. Okay, here we go. Always value relationships and reputation over money. You'd think this would go without saying, but you'd be surprised. Oh frick! The way you're reading that makes me feel like it's fake, but it sounds like something he would say. Um, this I really is a- like how stumped you are in this. This is a lot more difficult, not harder. This is a lot more difficult than I thought it would be. <laughs> what you mean um, is I'm a lot better at this than you were expecting. <laughs> um, I'm going to say real. That is a real one. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> okay, here we go. I think this is my last one. Okay. I can't believe old fogey John Piper beat me for fun, sexy Bible time tweet of the year. He can take his sexy stones and shove them. <laughs> it's definitely real. <laughs> uh, that's a fake one. <laughs> I don't even know if Stephen Furtick was in that same year of tweets, but he probably was because that's when he was still tweeting semi-regularly. <laughs> I liked it when I liked it when he would do his 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 meathead platitudes and not when he just like tweets out videos of himself. <laughs> Me too. I like his meathead CrossFit bro platitudes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to send you this image because um you have to see it. If I can ever find it. If I can ever figure this out, just please edit all this out. Because I'm so brain dead, I can't even click the right things. Okay. While, while you're doing this, I'll take a I'll take a quick aside just to give Casey a shout out for <laughs> having a uh, having a bad day yesterday and staying up past her brain functioning <laughs> level to plan and write this episode. It was it was not like it was kind of a it was a long day. I had to take a kid to the dentist, and we were there for over two hours. And the sound of a dentist drill makes me want to die. So she did great, but I was, yeah, it was a lot. And then George took like 75 hours to go to sleep. So anyways, I sent it to you. (laughs) I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) I don't really mind the picture of him that much. I, I mind it's that it says we are united under the visionary. Oh yeah, that's why people got the that's why they got the um uh the pushback. Everyone oh, must submit himself to governing authorities, for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God, Romans thirteen one. So uh, Elevation you- Church is built on the vision God gave Pastor Stephen. We will protect our unity in supporting his vision. Ooh, <laughs> how fun. Yeah. 
<laughs> what really sucks is like when churches like that have really good worship music mm-hmm. because it's like, can I just enjoy the worship music without right. listening to anything this <laughs> goob has to say? Yeah. Elevation Worship was just here in Orlando for, uh, they opened them and Hillsong opened for Casting Crowns, which is so weird, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time something in Christian culture came to Orlando and you refused to. <laughs> To cover it for fun, sexy Bible time. I actually didn't know they were going to be here. So that sounds yeah, that's. But I still wouldn't have gone because the tickets I think were actually pretty expensive. So mm. sorry. Yes, and until you until you actually catch a Joshua Mills crusade in Orlando. <laughs> I know we keep missing them. I need to put on Google alerts or something. <laughs> I wonder what Joshua Mills is up to these days. I, I can only take him in small doses. <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> oh, he's getting ready for Christmas. He's um taking some of his gold glitter to the uh, jeweler, getting it weighed out, getting his Christmas shopping money. <laughs> That's just a guess. That's what I would do. <laughs> if God was just giving me gold... <laughs> and jewels don't forget jewels he uh he put like plastic jewels under the seats of his oh yeah church and oh yeah that was fun <laughs> okay uh, speaking of fun guys <laughs> speaking of guys handling their jewels <laughs> that was beautiful just uh just just Turn the episode off now. It's not going to get any better than that. It's, I mean, it's, it's going to yeah. get. It's going to get worse. It's not going to get any classier than that. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it's about to get really not classy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, the whole uh, John Chris thing blew up right after we did our last episode. So yeah, it was like same day, right? Yeah. So we didn't get a chance to talk about it then. So here we are. And here we are talking about, uh, you know, the. Uh, John Chris got, in, got got himself into some trouble. Mm-hmm. You know, just a small matter of uh, sexting some some married women and trying to give people alcohol and <laughs> get with them and you know trade uh, winter jam tickets for mm. sexual favors. Mm, mm, mm. Right. Okay. What else? <laughs> um. Well, you know, to you know, there's a lot of a lot of things we can do to approach this. Uh, I'd like to begin, you know, to paraphrase the the great Norm Macdonald. Uh, <laughs> hey, John, stop stealing my moves. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> but you know, it's the same. It's the same tired evangelical story of you know you fall in love with the girl and you're just sitting there thinking what what's what. What is the tender that I need that this spark of affection can catch a flame and, and, and blossom into a relationship? Oh, yeah. You know what this needs? She needs a video of me whacking off. <laughs> Every girl's dream. <laughs> so, I, does this work? That's my question. Does this work? Because I think about, if you think about like in a church setting, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you think of like walking into church and you see one of your 
your lady friends at church and you say, hey, I heard you were dating Mike. I thought you hated Mike. (laughs) And she says, well, you know, I did, but uh, he sent me a video of him whacking off. (laughs) And, you know, as I'm sitting there watching this video of him whacking off. I think to myself, you know, maybe I've got this Mike character all wrong. Maybe I need to give this guy another chance. Oh. I mean, yeah. That's sealed the deal. <laughs> and when you're a Christian celebrity, you know, people people look at you differently. They they, they look at the they look at the fame and they sort of equate the fame with wisdom as if you, you know stuff and they're gonna mm-hmm. be coming to you asking you for advice. Like mm-hmm. Somebody's coming to you saying, you know, I've got some issues with, with my church and my, my pastor. I, I don't know about the direction my pastor's taking. I'm thinking about meeting with them individually. What would you suggest? Well, have you thought about sending them a video of you whacking off? <laughs> well, no, oh. I didn't think about that. But now that you said that, I'm going to give it a shot. I mean, what problems couldn't be solved by that? <laughs> it's, it's the same tired evangelical story we've we've heard before. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> to 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 put you totally on the on the spot. Yeah. As, as the voice of the female listeners, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is there a scenario? <laughs> <laughs> Is there a scenario where that would actually work? Um, well, I, I mean, <laughs> everybody's into different things probably, <laughs> but I'm going to go for me personally. Um, no, that would actually not be something that made me want to be with someone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when I was in Christian college, like, I mean, of all the times I did it, like, I only got like a positive response, like maybe like one or two times. <laughs> With your flip phone? <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. It's totally awful. This is an awful segment that we should feel bad for. <laughs> <laughs> I here's here's what I feel bad for. I feel bad for any female who was uh preyed upon by John Christ. Yeah. Uh I definitely feel bad for that. I have basically almost absolutely zero bad feelings for him, like sadness. And I know I probably should have a little bit, but I don't. Um yeah, so he's like, what was this thing? Just like trying to get in with people and sex them, and he wouldn't actually have sex with them though. Was that something Supposedly. that I read that he just tried to stay a techno virgin? Yeah, which is like, how, how, like, how deluded do you have to be to somehow think that that matters if you're like. I, I don't with tons of women. 
I just think, I mean, it, it, it it's crazy, but it also makes sense. Like, you know, if you're, if you're tied up in knots with something like that, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's the kind of thing that you would tell yourself to sort of keep the facade going. Right. So you try to get these girls to sext with him or, uh, you know, be with him, I guess. And if they wouldn't just do it, he would offer them things like winter jam tickets. And I was thinking about this. You know, I am a little bit of a snob about music. (laughs) But who is performing at winter jam that is good enough to get with John Chris to see (laughs) Like, who? Like, so, um, it's just so odd that that was like his selling point. Like, if you give me some head, I'll give you some winter jam tickets. I know they're only $15 at the door, but I mean, think of what you could tell your friends. But I signed this one. (laughs) It's just so weird. The whole story is really bizarre. It really is. The takes are really bad. I mean, none of the takes takes are as bad as this segment, but... (laughs) I think that I think this segment is because the takes are so bad because oh, yeah. we we yeah. got on Twitter uh, yesterday or the day before I can't even remember Monday Monday whatever all days are the same. <laughs> we got on Twitter and we were sort of like independently looking to sort of build this segment up, and it was uh-huh. like holy crap, yeah. these takes are bad. Yeah, it was just like a lot of high. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised. It's Christian Twitter. Just a right. lot of hyperbole and a lot mm-hmm. of straw men. Yeah. Um, which led me to say my infamous phrase, stop jerking off the straw man. <laughs> yeah, stop jerking off the straw man. That's a that's a new level of <laughs> of loving the straw man. <laughs> I don't even remember which one it was. It was something like uh it was just some sort of blatant straw man of uh, you know, this it is what happens. It was basically like, co- like um, complementarianism is why John Christ was sending videos of himself jerking off or something. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> yeah, basically, was, what the tweet said. Yeah, like this is this is what happens when we require women to be silent or yeah. something. And it's like, wh- who the frick is telling women they're not allowed <laughs> to speak? Like, what? What do you? That's so stupid. Like, right. talk about the issue at hand. You don't have to get so <laughs> hyperbolic about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then there was the one that was like, I, oh, what did it say? Like, I guess I'm the only one or something like that. <laughs> Which, if you have to start a tweet like that, just stop. Just stop. Stop moving your fingers. Stop talking. Like, <laughs> you're not, No, none of us are the only one anything. So think of your most outlandish opinion. At least 100 other people have it. <laughs> In the your thin city. red line is better than saving <laughs> Private Ryan. That's my. Okay, so it was like, 
I guess I'm the only one who doesn't feel bad for these women because it takes two and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, gosh. Yes, please. Tell us how much better you are than the women who sexted with John Christ. That will make us want to follow you. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. It sucks because, I mean, we're laughing about it and because, you know, it's John Christ. But he did did mess some people up for sure. Definitely. And and that was sort of like part of the the diabolical – nature of it is that when you're a christian woman mm-hmm. and you get you know i don't want to infantilize the women They're like he didn't make anybody do anything right but like i mean they still had agency over themselves but like when you lead somebody into that as a celebrity yeah um, if it's a christian woman they're kind of stuck now because mm-hmm. to come out and say something it's like you're condemning yourself too and right. like who's who's gonna want to open themselves up to that kind of public scrutiny no i totally agree yeah you're basically saying i did this thing that now everyone's gonna label me and stigmatize me for so do i come out and say that he preyed on me or do i just let it go and live with it yeah it's it's a it's a sucky place to be just yeah and then he just keeps to gets to keep going on doing his thing basically yeah which is i mean yeah said I, that I, a lot of people around him knew about this um and it's just yeah that's what i, I want to talk about that in a second but I also want to say, like, I struggle with the language of this, too, because I'm not always sure what to call these things. Okay. Like, you know, he's not a pastor. He's not their counselor. He's not a teacher, professor. Right. He's not really in authority over them. Right. So, like, I I don't know. Like, I don't think it's sexual assault. I I don't know if it's abuse. Is it abuse? Is it harassment? Like, is it just inappropriateness? I don't label it as assault. More it's just predatory behavior. Yeah. Because there is the element of celebrity that's going to affect judgment and stuff like that. So, yeah, I don't, I mean, obviously we can't say for sure whether or not he abused people or assaulted them. Only, I mean, those people know it if he did. But what has been described so far just basically sound like he used his position as a celebrity to get sex in some form yeah like which it's is just, predatory a manipulation yeah yeah i don't know like I, I struggle sometimes with stuff like that because it's like if i i don't want to go hyperbolic on it because it feels like that cheapens people who have been you know physically abused does that right. make sense no yeah totally yeah somebody uh, brought up that point in one of those tweets that you sent <laughs> it's like if you call it if you call it this, then you're I think they were talking about addiction though. Like don't don't call it don't say he was an addict because that um cheapens what he did. Like it's saying that he had no control. Mm-hmm. But I think it's fair to assess the addiction um angle. 
Sure. Because, I mean, anybody who's dealt with addicts know that their behavior has a huge effect on everyone around them. And they, they are addicted to whatever they're addicted to, but they're also addicted to the whole process of getting that. So he's not just addicted to sex, to jerking off or whatever. He's addicted to the hunt of finding a woman to sex with him or come back to his hotel room. He's addicted to the shame that follows um, whatever he did. So, I mean, I don't think using that language cheapens anything. Um, I don't think it means that we give him a free pass. I think that's yeah. I think that's probably people's problem. Like if you use the addict terminology, then people just kind of have a tendency to give them a like just say, oh, he can't, he's addicted, he can't help it. No, he, I mean, yeah, he's still making those choices. Uh, but and I think it's people who don't really understand like the maybe the twelve step model who mm-hmm. are, you get offended by that because within the twelve step model. You, you don't get a pass. Like you still have to make amends and take responsibility for all your actions. It's just, right. it's just sort of a mental framework for yourself of, you know, I, I'm sick and I, I need help or I'm not gonna be able to stop on my own. Right. Yeah. Um, do you think he wanted to get caught? That was one of my questions for you. Yeah. Um, after reading the story on the, was it charisma? Mm-hmm. I do think he probably did want to get caught, um, which does make me think that there was there's an addiction element there because it's like he wants to get caught, but he's also not stopping. Yeah. He's not just saying, I'm going to stop this behavior. I'm going to surround myself with people who will actually help me. Or I'm going to stop touring or I'm going to, you know, he's not taking those actual steps to stop. He's still continuing what he's doing, um, hoping that he gets caught because then finally he can, I don't know, feel free to, to be honest about the exact place that he's at and get help. Mm -hmm. So, I, I mean... When I first started the story, I was like, I don't know if he wanted to get caught. But then I, th- I think somebody even said it, that he had expressed just to finally be, like, for this to be out in the open. So. Yeah, I I think I, I told you pretty early on that I felt like he wanted to get caught. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I guess my evidence for that is we have a precedent even within like in the last 10 years of evangelical scandals of if you look back at, you know, James McDonald, uh-huh. um, Tulian Driscoll, uh, I'm forgetting a bunch of them, but there's a lot. Yeah. There's, it seems like there's always like a, when, when it finally breaks, they always dig in to begin with. Mm-hmm. And like, uh, even with Cameron Strang too recently. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Where when it first, even even if they, they, I don't know, they ever really give up. It's more like a strategic withdrawal. <laughs> but like even when they do the strategic withdrawal, that's after they fought it for a while, right? And it just it just really struck me how fast he rolled over on yeah. this. Of, yeah. Yep, that's what it is. That's what it is. Uh-huh. I'm guilty. Uh huh. 
Uh-huh. Um, but I, I don't know. Like maybe he was fighting it before this and we just don't know because a lot of it is, is just really sort of murky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who knows what was happening in the nine months that right. uh, Charisma was working on this. By the way, really good job by Charisma. Yeah, definitely. On this. I agree. And, um, I don't know. There's just, there's the weird element of the fact that he was also just making lots of people, lots of money. So, yeah. I mean, we would love to think that Christians are above letting money drive decision making, but... We are definitely not, and it, I mean, it for sure had to have been a factor in mm-hmm. why he was able to keep this up for so long. <sighs> yeah. Taylor, Taylor Berglund, that's who I was thinking of, the writer at Charisma, mm. who, who put this. Shout out to him. Good job yeah. on that, Taylor. Uh, one of my I'm other sure questions. Sure, he's tuning in for our hard-hitting analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I sent him a uh, I DM'd with him a little bit after the story came out, and uh, told him that if I become famous enough to have my own scandal, he he better <laughs> he better come after me with just the exact same amount of resolve. <laughs> and he said, "Deal." <laughs> so, uh, shout out to Taylor. Yeah. Um, I, I think another another question I have is, or not really a question, but just an interesting thing is, you know, one of the things in the charisma piece it alluded to, or maybe it was, uh, maybe it was Ruth Graham and Slate talking about this, but uh, like, who does John Chris belong to? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everybody was angry about you know, why did it take so long? Why did nobody right. believe? All, right. And it was like, okay, well, who are you angry right. at? Like, I just wanted yeah. to say that. And I'm not defending. It sounds like I'm defending. I'm not. Yeah. I'm just curious. Who Who are you angry at? Like, who do you think should have stepped in? Because he right. really is in some ways an anomaly. Mm-hmm. He is his own entity. He answers to no one, which that's his fault. That's not anybody else's fault. Right. Um, but like, do you, was Chick-fil-A supposed to come in and <laughs> Hobby Lobby? Like, what? What yeah. evangelical mm-hmm. entity was supposed to stop step in and get him? Right. Um, I, I don't know who you can blame except maybe his talent agency. Yeah. Because I'm management. sure they knew. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not going to do it. <laughs> no. They're not. They're making 30%. So <laughs> why would they stop the train? That would be crazy. He's like the biggest non-CCM name. Right. He's like nice. the biggest entertainment that's not CCM. Mm-hmm. So you have all your speakers and all that stuff. But as far as entertainment. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't disagree with you. It's, but, I mean, <laughs> you of course people are going to be angry. And we ha- even if we don't have anywhere to put it, the anger is just there. Because it just he was doing this for a long time and hurt a lot of people and Christians are, you know, supposed to, I think that was something that really struck me in the story is when the first, the first girl who, um, went to like, she wanted him to mentor her in some way, I think, or Mm. something. 
She yeah. went to his apartment, and he's making vodka drinks, and they're going to go rollerblading, which, I mean, come on, rollerblading? Anyways, um, and she says, like, I just thought he's a Christian, so he's not going to try anything or do anything questionable. It's like, well, that's not really how this works. Uh <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it, but we have that expectation. We have that, no, we're supposed to be better than this. We're supposed to to not have these things happen so blatantly and, yeah. Uh, yeah, if, if I could uh, speak to the women in the audience on behalf of men, no, we are not better than this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some of us are, but don't assume that all of us are better than this. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So. Hmm. What, I mean, another thing is, why do you think it took so long for it to come out? <clears throat> oh, I think it was definitely just, I think it was probably a combination of people who thought that they could figure out how to get it under control or to help him get it under control. Because if we are talking about, like, true addictive behavior, then addicts have to have a codependent, and the codependent thinks that they can help, and they are going to um, allow the addict to continue in their behaviors, all the while thinking that they're helping them, but they're not. They're just, they're not. Um, So I think that that's one element of it, and then also just the element of money. I think that he's a star, he's a celebrity, he's making people money, and so, in their mind, as soon as this stops, the money stops, right? His Netflix special got pulled, his, did he have a book or something coming out? Like, all this stuff has stopped. So, if you think about a talent agency or whoever that has clients, who do they have? They might only have him as their client. He might be their only source of income. So, <laughs> yeah, that those are that's my assessment. I think evangelical culture gets really caught up in the greater good sometimes. Of yeah, we're gonna and the, ignore the fact that our pastor is doing bad things because of all the good things this mm-hmm. church accomplishes. And I think we just really want. I think a lot of Christians want the the restoration and they don't want the <laughs> all the stuff that comes before that. The really hard fall and the consequences and the need for repentance and so it's like, oh, we want him to be okay. We want him to to be this person that we've created in our minds. This good christian guy who's also really funny and it's just yeah they we want we don't we don't want this to be true of him so maybe we just (laughs) let this go on as long as possible to keep the illusion going yeah it's just so weird because like you and i both knew about this to some degree for yeah. a while. Yeah. I mean, we, we've, we've known that something was Well, I mean, people on. have been talking about it randomly 
on Twitter. Like, we didn't have any special insider knowledge. Well, you know, I mean, uh, as an (laughs) evangelical thought leader. (laughs) People have, like, randomly tweeted stuff, but nothing has, like, exploded into a story. Yeah, like, it was never sourced directly. It was always just, like, secondhand stuff. Right. Right. But it was it was enough secondhand stuff where it was like okay there's a lot of smoke here if, right mm-hmm. if there's no fire for there not to be a fire yep yep so yeah sucks so we I just you know I hope the women are okay um, yeah I hope for they sure. get help I hope John's okay and also I hope that we make enough of a fuss about this so that. The next John Chris will think twice. <laughs> yeah. Or <laughs> you know, being like, an idiot. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, I want I, I want him to be okay. I unfortunately but... think that sinners are going to keep sinning. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. This is the way it goes. Yeah. I mean, I want him to be okay in the long run, but I also think that it's pretty good if his brand gets destroyed Absolutely. so that, so that the next person will say, okay, there's consequences here. There is, there is something that absolutely drives me crazy with this or anybody who is being outed and that's, well, we don't want to destroy their career, but it's like, nope, he, he chose this. So he's chosen to take a risk that could destroy his career, and now that's come to fruition. Also, he's a white man in America. He can get a job literally anywhere. So, please, come on. He's going to be okay. Like, (laughs) as far as, like, money and all that stuff. He's going to be able to probably, he probably has a lot of money anyways, but then he can also just get a normal job. You can go work at Home Depot, and <laughs> this is one of this is one of your your passion projects right here. I'm gonna get every fallen man in the church to job at Home Depot, because <laughs> it's probably because I hate Home Depot and I don't ever <laughs> want to go there. So then I it's like this subtle it's like this subconscious I'll never see them if I get them a job there. <laughs> so it's like the uh, it the is penal one colony of, my... of... It, Australia, yes, you're exactly. just sending them all somewhere. It is offshore. it is a passionate thing of mine. This idea that these men are entitled to this kind of career or this position in front of people just because it's what they've always had. No, you're not entitled to that. There are men everywhere doing jobs that they need to do to support themselves and their families that are not in front of anybody. So get over yourself and go get one of those jobs and you'll be okay. Like... Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> the thing I just said about uh, I hope he's okay, but I hope his brand gets destroyed for accountability purposes. I'm looking forward to that clip being isolated and played back <laughs> for me, like when they find me like passed out in a gutter somewhere. Yeah, stop saying those things about yourself. <laughs> <laughs> stop it. You're not going to be passed out in the gutter. 
One glass of wine and orange juice every now and then is not, oh, not going to ruin you. Back to this. Back to making fun of me for my exquisite tastes. <laughs> Just because I buy the the good $8 wine instead of the $5 wine. That is impressive, actually. I don't even buy that. And and choose to... Special occasions, maybe. Choose to make it into a... A refreshing, delicious drink by putting orange juice in it. <laughs> I've opened myself up to ridicule on this podcast. <sighs> I'm sending you vodka for Christmas. <laughs> is is vodka sweet? Does it taste like orange juice? It's not going to taste like anything when you mix it with orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. there's, a, there's a rollerblading joke in here somewhere. <laughs> Kendra and I go rollerblading after we take the vodka. Do you make her go in front of you so you can stare at her ass? <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, was that not a warning sign? I feel That's... like it maybe was, but, um, you know, I think uh, that we have a tendency as humans, this is not just women, we have a tendency when we really like someone. Not, I'm not talking about like, like a romantic like. When we really like someone, we we ignore red flags because we want to maintain what we think is true about them. So we give people a pass for horrible things, and then it turns out not okay. Hmm. Right. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. Hey, ha, huh, stop describing my marriage. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out to Kendra. Yeah. With the kids at Chick-fil-A right now. Oh, man. I hope you're going to take them somewhere later. I have, uh, yeah, I'll give Kendra some alone time. Later. Good. Good. And then we have our... No basketball practice tonight, but we have our art class tonight. Okay, is this a real art class? No, with my middle daughter. Yeah, so you just do this at home, at the yeah, table. Yeah, so we are doing, uh, she told me we are going to draw, what does she call it, bittens tonight, which is a <laughs> beaver-kitten hybrid. This sounds like... <laughs> what does this sound like? <laughs> I, just, I didn't realize it until you started laughing. Uh, it sounds interesting. I am shocked she's your daughter. <laughs> Beavers and kittens. Yeah, and after that, we're going to draw some hot dogs and bananas. <laughs> I love it. It's not a football game without some titties or something. <laughs>